I'm Malshan, the same day they signed Tory The Smith beside me, yes, my wrist is shiny, yes At all times, catch all signs, shots fly, no Anakin Olive Garden rap town fit inside a Rambikin Fuck a breadcrumbs, turn breadsticks when that text spit Cause that marinara soak you, safety off, you ain't Joku Welcome to the beginning of NFL Week 10 and welcome back to the Sports Syndicate Podcast. I am your host, the man that bleeds, Kelly Green, the South Philly psycho, Dom, and I am joined pretty much as always now by my main man, South Jersey's finest, the one and only Nick. What's happening, my guy? (laughs) Hey, man, the Cowboys got their asses handed to them, and and the Eagles played a competitive game we, we lost, but we played a competitive game. It can't get much better than that. So I'm it's doing sad. well there, Dom. It's sad because I almost called it. I said they were going to lose 27-24. They lost 30-27. to yep. <laughs> I was 30, damn close. 30-16. to 16. Cowboys got oh. their ass handed to them. Oh, man. It was beautiful. Last week was crazy. Yeah. There were some, I mean, yeah, the Broncos with the big win, and they were up 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter. And yeah. You know, there was a lot of stuff about McCarthy leaving Dak in, and they yeah, scored yeah. some points. They kind of made it look closer, but it still wasn't even that close. <laughs> and then on top of it, you had the the, the Jags. I, I think I had mentioned if the Jags beat the Bills, it might be the upset of the season. The Jags beat the Bills. <laughs> had the Giants beat the Raiders. You had just yep. upset after the Falcons beating the Saints after that the Saints mounted. That was a good game. It was a great game, but the Saints yeah. mounted this crazy comeback, and then the Falcons came back after that. It was like, what is yeah. going on? Thank God they did, because I had Rodgers in fantasy, and I had to pick up a quarterback, and I picked up Matty Ice, man. He had a day. He had, he like, had what? a day. Two, he had a running touchdown or a rushing touchdown. Dude, he, thank the Lord. He more touchdown passes. Me. Like, yeah, he uh, he showed the fuck out, especially against a good defense. But it, it was just a yeah. It was a crazy week from top to bottom, yeah. and it was not it was not very good for either one of us. While I'm looking at the picks, we, uh, uh, you you ended up with seven points. I ended up with four out of the entire week. Wow, I beat you for once. <laughs> there was that many upsets. So now yeah. now the the current score is uh I have forty nine points and Nikki's got forty five. And we're gonna get oh, to our shit. pick segment. We're gonna get to our pick segment in the uh, in the near future, but first we're just gonna go over some some quick headlines from you know the NFL. And uh, I actually called it. We were talking about Deshaun Jackson last week, and he ended yeah. up signing with the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Yeah, they're not sure if he'll play or not, but but he's in. Yeah, <laughs> they signed. So at least he made it look like I know what I'm talking about. It go. just. It made sense. They they lost deep threat to some horrible circumstances. Yeah, idiot. I try not to give that as much time as possible, yeah. guys. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to. Yeah. I'm not trying to put that out there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, the media hasn't either. <laughs> but uh, it feels it feels like a good fit for Deshaun and and That's for it. Derek Carr. Yeah. It really it, it really does. I mean, you know. They they mostly used Henry Ruggs as a deep threat and yeah. losing oh, him. Oh, you said his name. <laughs> yeah, it might be the first time Leave since that the accident. <laughs> we'll edit that too. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be some editing already in this show. Yeah. And uh, it, it just it feels like a good fit for both sides. 
yeah. you know, Jackson ends up on a contender. The Raiders get a deep threat. And if he stays healthy, they really could make a playoff push with him. So hmm. I, I like the move. I definitely like the move. We also yeah. had a, a couple of a couple of bigger moves today, Odell. actually. Uh, well, even before Odell happened more recently, but then just this morning, you know, after finding out that Sam Bradford has some kind of broken bone in his shoulder and is going to miss like six weeks. Sam Bradford, he still plays? Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold. Sorry. <laughs> These crappy quarterbacks yeah. all meld into one in my head. I apologize, but Sam Darnold is going to be missing like four to six weeks with an injured shoulder. Yeah. So Carolina went out today and Scam. re-signed a guy that they uh, knew pretty well in, in Cam Newton, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's interesting to say the least. I'm yeah. not sure if he'll be... You know, up to speed and playing to and playing this week, that might end up being PJ Walker until he can get acclimated. But yeah, yeah. What do you think of the move where where yeah. you know Carolina has now brought back a guy that was once yeah. league MVP on their roster? Yeah, once. That's the key word. Once. If he goes to Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick can't make him into a superstar, <laughs> you're done. You're gone get rid of you you know it's just it's that that's it i mean he's not good for business he's not a good teammate he's not good at anything else he had a couple good years you know once like i said that's the key word once but now now dude he's he's a wash up he's a never you know has been and never will be and he's just he's just not best for business you know and that's just that's just my opinion and you know no i mean it is what it is it's fair enough. I mean, it's it, it's it, you're not that far off. I mean, I did I did <laughs> feel for Cam a little bit because when oh, he came into that God. New England team, that offense, man, you opened the cupboard, it was bare. There was not a lot in it. They they had a good running game, and he was a good part of that running game. But as far as receivers and tight ends and even linemen, they were just yeah. They were well, what do they have now? Well, they went yeah. out and they. And they made a splash in free agency, bringing in you know Nelson Aguilar and Hunter That's Henry and Johnny <laughs> Smith and you know a, a couple linemen and and they really revamped the offense and then they re-signed him for a year. So you thought, okay, this will be Cam's year to really prove he's got something. Yeah. And then next year they'll roll with Mac Jones. Yep. Until they cut him after preseason and they went with Mac Jones. Yep. So I did feel for him a little bit. And as far as the Panthers go, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you had, you had Darnold and they're blaming some of his poor play on this shoulder injury that he has now made worse. And he's just, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it was Sam Darnold. At least I'm getting his name right now. Sorry about that. Um, but fumble. (laughs) You can't really, you can't really knock them for signing Cam Newton because who else is out there right now? Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Well, yeah, <laughs> there is, but, but no, he just been, came out with a Netflix special. That's what about, I mean. It's been a minute since yeah. he played. And, he was, and, he's comparing the NFL to slavery. He's not getting a job with the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand why you're doing it. I understand the struggle, and, and I feel for you. But at the same time, when you're doing this type of stuff and you're comparing the NFL to slavery, yeah. you are not getting hired. No. So you can take him right off the board. So it's like – There's there's not a lot. I don't think if, if 
if any. I mean, there's a lot of third string quarterbacks, but yeah, if you but know, if, if you're being, you know, it, it happened past the trade deadline, so yeah, you know, maybe it, like maybe if they found out like Russell Wilson should be back for this game this week against the Packers, had Seattle found out sooner, maybe they could have worked out a deal and sent a guy like Geno Smith there to continue his season because he had played well. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they could, if the, if Carolina figured it out, they could have maybe reached out to a team like the Raiders and saw if they could get Marcus Mariota, maybe. But but considering the timing yeah. of it, you got to look to the streets. And when you look in the streets, it's Cam Newton or bust. Yeah. And so to give them a shot in this yeah. offense, which has a fair amount of weapons on it, yeah. I mean, they got – they're getting Christian McCaffrey back. He played last week. He's getting healthy. They yeah. got Chuba Hubbard, who is a good-looking rookie. They've got DJ Moore. They've got Robbie Anderson. They've got yeah. a couple of guys at tight end that they that they pepper in. Yeah. They've got a solid offensive line. So if Cam can't do it this time, then we know, then you're done, then it's time to go. But as far as it's the best thing that he could have hoped for, yeah, it's the course. best thing that – the organization could have hoped for. You know what, too? I know I said he's a mosh-up and he's a has-been, but if you think about it, like, if you're getting released from the Patriots, like, that's hard. Just because, A, you're getting released from the Patriots, a dynasty. Yeah. But you're also getting released from, you know, a contract, and that pisses you off. So maybe, maybe, you know, he comes back better than ever. I don't think so, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, he did talk about going into the season that he had something to prove this year. Yeah, but he says he that felt every like, year. You know, he let, yeah, that's true. That's true. But but I guess this will now show you if he is the Ben Simmons of the NFL. Like, he yeah. always comes out talking, but then he yeah. doesn't do much. Yeah. So now it's time to prove it, Cam. The, the, yeah. This organization is giving you a second chance. You got a – you got – Technically a Step third because the Patriots yeah. gave you a second chance. Now it's time to get out there and prove it on the field. Maybe not this week, but going yeah. forward. Yeah. And then, of course, what that was a big move. An even bigger move was made right before we got on because we're recording this on a Thursday night. So you might hear something about the Thursday game, even if it doesn't come out on a fucking Thursday. Yeah. Um. Odell Beckham Jr., who was reported to be eyeing the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Saints, yeah, ended up just short, just maybe an hour ago, signing with the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, which is kind of insane to me. But I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold yeah. my comments for a moment. I'm gonna kick it to Nick here, and uh, yeah, let you me know, know. What do you think of this move yeah. between Beckham's fit and and why the Rams did what they did? You know what? I think they want to win. It shows, you know. Come on, well, who did they sign a couple weeks ago? Like, you know, they're 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 going to win. They want to win. Uh, the other thing is, Odell needs a team like this. Needs a team where they're they know what they're doing. They're gonna. They have a winning, you know, team. They 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 want to win, and he needs to be on that team just because he was on the Giants, he was on the Browns, and they weren't winners. You know, this is nah, a winning really. team. You know. And they have veterans. They have a lot of good veterans. And the coach, they're all it's it's a good place for somebody like Odell. Because we all know El Odell. He's a nutcase. You know? Mm. He's crazy. He's he's out of the ordinary. He's just he's not there, but he's so good at 
his position, the wide receiver position. So I think it's great. What I'm trying to say is I think it's a good, it's a good match. I like it. I dig it. I mean, from, from the Rams standpoint, it feels like they are, and this, not just this move, not just this season. It seems like the last few seasons, they are unapologetically trying to win. Yeah. They will trade for any and everyone. I mean, they've traded for the likes of Matthew Stafford and Vaughn Miller and, yeah. And Odell Beckham this year. Yeah. They, going back, they traded for Indomitian Sue. They traded for Jalen Ramsey. They've traded for anyone that they think is going to help them win yeah. and win now. Yeah. And and it's worked to a point. And I also feel like they're looking at the Buccaneers roster and thinking like, hey, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll just keep bringing in talent. It doesn't it's matter. The money. rich get richer. Like, yeah. okay, we can be the rich too. We can get richer too. We can do that. We can yeah. do that. And it's good for and, the NFL just because they're from Las Vegas, you know, or excuse me, Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's good too. But it, from from their standpoint, it, it's it, it's a great move for Odell. I think it's a good. I think yeah. it's a good move because, regardless, I think after last year, that was kind of the death knell for the for the relationship between OBJ and the Browns organization because yeah. they started out hot. They were winning games. He got hurt. Yeah. He got hurt. They ended up winning the division. They went to an AFC championship game without him. Yeah. And so they came back the following year knowing, knowing full well, like, we can win without this guy. Yeah. And I think that just started a rift. It's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like the situation with Carson Wentz. I don't want to be a homer, but I'm bringing back, you know, he had a great year, but then when he got hurt, somebody else won a Super Bowl with that team. Yeah, and all of a sudden that rift began, and all of a sudden it turned into a situation where we can win without this guy, or we're better off without him. Same yeah. thing with Odell Beckham and the Browns. They went to an AFC Championship. They almost went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, without Odell Beckham, and I think that planted the seed in the franchise's head. Like we don't need this guy. And then yep. for Odell Beckham, he looked at the writing on the wall and went, "Shit." Yeah, they think they don't need me. Yeah. Because regardless of whether the Giants won or lost, you knew they needed Odell Beckham Jr. Like, if he was not in the lineup, they did not stand a chance. That was not the case in Cleveland. And he just didn't feel like he was needed there. And they didn't feel like they needed him. That's a bad combination. So you bring him to a place where maybe they don't need you. But now you need them. Because you have to... You have to rebuild your reputation, your career. Yeah. You, he has not done much in Cleveland after dominating the league in New York, and and yeah. part of that is the, part of that is the scheme and the things that they do. Part of it is Odell being injury prone and kind of a kind of a little yeah. diva, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. So you go to L.A. now, pressure's off you. You could be part of a prolific offense with a great yeah. quarterback, with a very player friendly head coach like Sean McVay. Yeah. Because everybody has a place for this guy. Fucking loves him. Jalen Ramsey was a head case in Jacksonville. Have you heard anything about him in 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 L.A.? Nope. Just no. Maybe the MVP every year. You know exactly. And, and Dominican Sue was a problem on a couple of rosters until yeah. he got to to the Rams. It's winning, and then you ne- didn't hear anything from him. And then he went to Tampa, and you know so on and so forth. But from there, yeah. you know he calmed right down. So. If this is the effect that they have on these types of talent, this yeah. is the effect you're going to have on OBJ if he's willing. 
Yeah. So from from a franchise standpoint, from his standpoint, it's it's almost a perfect match. Yep. It it makes that offense even more dangerous because we've already yeah. seen what Stafford is doing with guys like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Woods. And, yeah. You know, just to, you know, a, a little Deshaun Jackson and a few other guys sprinkling Van Jefferson that sort of thing. But but to get a guy like Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. All of a sudden now you can't you can't even think about double teaming Cooper Cup. Even if it was before we double team Cooper Cup, we see if Robert Woods could beat us. Well, now you got OBJ. Yeah, dangerous. And if he beats you, he beats you big. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he's yeah. proven that, and I think he can still do that. And another so it opens thing up too, your offense. Yeah, and another thing too with the Browns, the main focus has always been the quarterback, and that's just not just the Browns. That's with every team, right? Like the yeah. quarterback is yeah. the guy. He is the 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 leader. And yeah. when, once you, you know, have a disagreement with that leader, with the quarterback, you're screwed. And that's what happened yeah. with Baker and uh, Odell. They they did not agree well, on a lot of things, and it showed, you know? Also, you know, also from a coaching standpoint with the Browns, like when Odell came in, they had um, What's Hugh face? Jackson Awful. as their head coach. Awful coach. And Hugh Jackson was the guy who came up with the Cincinnati offense. You know, three receivers – throw 50 times a game, you know, spread the ball around. And then he left and Kevin Stefanski went from interim coach to full-time coach or whatever. And, and he's more focused on like the ground game. He came from Minnesota. They were using Dalvin cook and whoever was behind him and throwing the ball, you know, sporadically getting six, seven yards and then going back to the ground game. And he's implemented that with Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. Now even with this kid, Dearness Johnson, I mean, he looks like, he looks like a fucking pro bowl running back. And last time we saw him, he was like the AAF's leading rusher, you know? Yeah. So it, it, it worked. It was a good move when Hugh Jackson was head coach. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the right move for Kevin Stefanski and his offensive scheme. Now for McVay, it's a perfect fit. But for Kevin Stefanski, but Kevin Stefanski's offense is completely different from Sean McVay's. Yeah. So it it feels like a good spot. I, I was kind of thinking maybe he was leaning towards the Packers to give them that one extra weapon. Yeah. When Aaron Rodgers came back, but well, Devontae wanted him. I know Devontae wanted him. Yeah. That's for sure. And and it and it goes to show you. Don't believe these reports where they say you know Odell Beckham wanted to be the focal point of the offense, yeah. like the guy, because if he wanted that, he could have easily gone to New Orleans. Yeah, and he would have been the guy. <laughs> True. So don't always believe what you read, folks. That's don't all I'm saying. <laughs> the hype. Do not do not believe the hype. That's for damn sure. Um. All right. So. Oh, and then not not the biggest news in the world, but the Chicago Bears had let go of uh, of Brett Perriman, who ended who? up going. <laughs> he was he was with the Buccaneers a couple of years ago. He had yeah, like yeah, thirty catches, six hundred yards, and I think he's actually going back to the Buccaneers, which is gonna he's going to be interesting. Back. He wants to win. He's going back to where he was successful, and he's Antonio like, Thank Brown. God. <laughs> Antonio Brown has had his fair share of injuries this year, so I figured yeah. they, they get this guy back, they plug him in. He was in he's Bruce happy. Arians' offense, but yeah. he hasn't been in Bruce Arians' offense since Jameis Winston. So wait till he sees Tom Brady. Yeah. You know? 
So that could be an interesting move too. It just depends on how it all plays out in the wash. Yeah, he's and happy. uh, so so from Sorry, there, Devin. we're <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they never used him, so <laughs> he was like a healthy scratch in many of yeah. Bears games. So I don't think Devin's going to miss him that much. But but speaking of Devin and the Bears, I think that's a good segue Duh, into. Bears into our into our into our next topic which would be you know we're we're going on 10 weeks into this season and uh there's some teams that haven't started out very well and and there are probably some coaches at this point in time who find themselves on the hot seat so we're gonna highlight a few of them and just determine whether or not you think they're safe they're gone whatever and we're gonna start Right there with Devin's Bears and Matt Nagy. I mean, they're sitting at what three and six after a heartbreaking and kind of can it can I say controversial loss? Yeah. Can that you know? Ref. Can can we can we say that? Can we yeah. can we admit that? I know the NFL won't, but but I think we can admit that here and to the folks watching and listening along. I think you can admit that. Yeah. But three and six after a a horrible loss. And yes, Justin Fields looks like he's getting better. Yes, it looks like the offense is getting healthy. But this is now at least the second year in a row that Matt Nagy has struggled. And with the, I don't know how many of quarterback under center. Yeah. He's got to be on the hot seat. But do we think he's gone, you know, after this season? Or do they give him another one? Or do they get rid of him, like, before the season even ends. No, they're going to keep him. I mean, everything that's happened right now is not his fault, you know? Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields is a rookie quarterback. He was inserted into this, you know, into this season when he was supposed to be on the bench learning from the veterans. And, I mean, again, competitive game against the Steelers. Now, the Steelers are 5-3, and and I get that. And Roethlisberger isn't used to be i get that but for the bears to play a competitive game and lose by three points is really good and uh, i just i i don't see it i do not see matt Nagy losing his job in the middle of the year in the middle of the season at the end of the year i think he's going to be there for one one maybe one more year they because they're competitive okay. i mean every game they look like they you know they, yeah. they want to win they, they have what it takes but you know is it the okay. coach? Is it the coach? You know, I don't know. I, I just think um, he's there for one more year. Well, I don't – I'll say with Matt Nagy, I don't think they'll get rid of him in season unless something goes horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to give him another year. And I say that because I remember, like, the very first episode of this show with Devin, we talked about it. Yeah. And I was saying, you know, Matt Nagy has gone to the front office and said so many times – I need a quarterback that's going to fit my system. Like they traded up with the 49ers and the 49ers had no business. It wanted yeah. nothing to do with Mitch Trubisky. But when they got that call, yeah. when it was, uh, if I'm the four, if I'm Trent Balky, the 49ers GM, and I get that call from the bears and they're like, put the guy on mute. Hey, uh, Ryan Pace thinks we want to take Mitch Trubisky. He's offering us picks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? No lie. You want to talk to him? No, just take it. Okay. Yeah. We're take. We want to take him. What yeah. do you give us? You know, like it just yeah. it, it felt premature. It, it it felt kind of stupid. And I know that's more on the GM than the coach, but that was on behalf of the coach, is all I'm yeah. saying. And that's what makes it, you know, 
that's that's what makes it a little bit more, you know, a, a little bit more yeah. nail in the coffin, so to speak. Yeah, but if and, you look and at from it with... there, the thing was from there, then it was, well, I need a quarterback that's going to fit my system. So they went and they got him Nick Foles. That didn't work. Then they went out yeah. and they signed Andy Dalton. That didn't work. So then they drafted yeah. Justin Fields. And and that's starting to work. Yeah, it's coming but along. when you have multiple quarterbacks, when this guy has been given the opportunity to take whoever and just turn him into that guy, and he just says, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't. And he's expecting to spend more money, blow more draft picks, do whatever to find that guy. Yeah. Eventually, you you not only want to find a coach, but you want to find a coach and a GM that are going to be able to find that guy. Yeah. And and if if Matt Nagy can't prove it this year, and um, Ryan Pace can't prove that they found it this year, yeah. I don't know if either one of them keep their job going into next year. Yeah. Because they've been given a little leeway now. They've been given like three seasons at this point. Yeah. With this one included. But if you look I, at it from the the bear standpoint. Look at what the Eagles are going through. A rookie coach, mm-hmm. a rookie or quarterback. Like, that's that's not what you want. That's not an ideal situation to be in. So they're, in my opinion, they don't want to look for another coach. They want to focus on Justin Fields and right. get through that. And then if they do see some success, then they can start looking for another coach. But then again, if they're look if they have success, then they don't need to. So. It's oh no! Give they end take, up successful you know? this year because, like, they're they're three and six. There's eight. Yeah, more not games. this year. Yeah, you know, if, if they end up having a better second half, or or because Justin Fields looked like he came, he, he looked like he grew on the job just in the fourth quarter of that Steelers game on Monday night. It's similar to Hurts. If he can continue that arc and they win some games and things look up at the yeah. end of the season. Then they get another chance. If things continue to go this way and they've already poured so much time and resources into this coach and this GM, they will not be be. around for much longer. That's one of our problems. We still have – I went over it. We we still have Howie Roseman on his fifth coach. Eventually, you got to get somebody in there that's going to marry to the coach that's there. You got to get the the right combination to build a roster and take you to that next level. And if they can't prove that they can do that, then they won't be around for very long. Yeah. Now, uh, although injuries and some other things have played a part into it, you know, Seattle is sitting here at three and six after kind of falling apart at the end of last year. I mean, they started out hot and then they kind of petered off and got eliminated from the playoffs Russell Wilson's unhappy. We know this. Their defense. Come to the Eagles, please. (laughs) It it kind of feels like this year Pete Carroll is on the hot seat. I hope. And and you know even last year it felt like that. And then they went and fired their offensive coordinator and said they were going to change things. But they haven't really changed. They're still one of the bottom. uh, They they might be a worse defense this year than they were last year. Yeah. Their offense is almost exactly the same. They're bottom of the league in rushing and expect Russell Wilson to work fucking miracles and cook. And he does, but sometimes it's not enough because of your defense. And it just feels like Pete Carroll is finally on the hot seat because there's nobody else to blame. Yeah, good. So the, the question becomes like, will Pete Carroll lose his job this year? I hope he does. I hate him. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, how, yeah, how <laughs> do you not run the ball 
in the Super Bowl with Marshawn Lynch. Come on. I'm he still mad been, about that. I am still been, mad about that. He should have been that. fired then and there. And I just don't like his everything that he is. I don't like him as a person. I don't like him as a coach. I think he got lucky with a great defense. I think he got lucky with a, you know, Russell Wilson being so damn good. And I hope he goes to the Eagles, but that's another day and another time. So and we both. <laughs> if I'm going to put all that aside, I still think he has a Able job. I, I still think he has really? a job. Yeah, I just okay. I don't I don't see him losing his job after one season. And then you brought it up too with the injuries. So for me, might be a hot take, but I, I see Pete staying for one more year at least. I I could definitely see that. This one's this one's kind of flip a coin. Like, you know, it, it's it's a little more it, it's it's rough because you know Pete Carroll has had some success there, but yeah, the last the last half of last season and this and the first half of this season have not been good, and now you have. Russell Wilson upset about, you know, his role and the lack of certain things on the team, whether it be, yeah. you know, a, a better offensive line, which they still don't really have, yeah. or a better defense or or whatever, because he's out there playing his heart out. Yeah. They can't run the ball. They can't stop anyone. And he's expected to work magic every fucking week. Yeah. And there are only so many people that can be Patrick Mahomes. And even Mahomes is struggling being Patrick Mahomes this year. So – a lot, all of which fell on Pete Carroll's watch, and if Russell Wilson ends up asking to leave, asking to be traded or leaving, yeah. that's going to be on Pete Carroll. And I don't know if they would decide to say like, okay, you get another year, we're going to give you a quarterback, we're going to do whatever we can to try to help you win, and we're going to see what you do, or if they just say, you know what, you created this whole thing. Yeah, this whole thing like this is your offense, this is your team, this is your whatever, and this is on you. Get yeah. the fuck out. I'm leaning towards get the fuck out at this point, yeah, <laughs> because Pete Carroll, as successful as he's been, has not been that successful the last few seasons. I mean, even last year, they rebounded from a bad season and they looked great to start, but then they yeah. finished horribly, they got bounced from the playoffs. All this drama with Russell Wilson began. Where it was, it was more of the clean cut version of Deshaun Watson. I, can I say that without catching any heat? Because he wanted more input on the direction of the team and the yeah. personnel and the coaching staff and that kind of thing. He didn't get it and he wanted out, but he sucked up his pride and he went back to try to work it out. And then this happened. So I feel like, regardless of Russell Wilson leaving or anything else, Pete Carroll's going to be on the street next year. Damn. It's Damn. like 60, it, like with Nagy, it's more of an 80-20 thing. If they continue to suck, he's gone. With Pete Carroll, it's more of a 60-40 thing. It, uh, that, I hope that makes sense because it made sense in my head. <laughs> yeah, 6 plus 4 equals 10. It makes sense to me. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and you know, not that, not that there were high expectations of, yeah. of either one of these teams, but you look at the NFC East and you see the Washington football team and the New York Giants struggling. Does yeah. that mean that, you know, either Ron Rivera or Joe Judge are on the hot seat at this point? Judge, absolutely. Rivera, no. He just had cancer. That's not that's not a good thing. That's not a good – I mean, look at where the, the, uh, the football team is now with the name change, with everything happening in the 
front office. Oh, God, yeah. There's no like, way you let go Rob of a guy that's Ron beloved. Rivera. That's beloved. That's that's really changed the football even beyond, team. And that's even beyond all change. the stuff that you mentioned. You know, like there was Dwayne Haskins. And not only was he a draft bust, he was a draft bust in a strip joint last year in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And got him in and got into a ton of shit. So, so I don't blame him. There's a that, lot. But... There's a lot of like, the, but there's a lot of marks on that Washington franchise right now, uh, like yeah. from the top down. And one of the few things that you can look at as a, as kind of a bright spot. Last year, or, look at him. You know, was, was, and is Ron Rivera. You know, yes. like it, it was, and to a point, it was Alex Smith last year too, coming back from that brutal injury and all yeah. that to to lead them to the playoffs and help yeah. Ron and as he and recovered McClory. from cancer. You know, they were a great story last year amidst all of this drama going on pandemic. with the front office and Dwayne and oh, yeah, Dwayne yeah, Haskins yeah. and you know all that. So I think yeah. Ron Rivera keeps his job. That's I, what I, I was saying. Much. I'm with you with Joe Judge. I don't know if he keeps his job because oh, get out of here. He I feel, sucks. I feel like, I feel like the Giants organization is looking at that sideline and looking at Jerry at Jason Garrett and thinking, we have more a more experienced head coach right yeah. there. Yeah. We don't need you. We have him. And I know Garrett wasn't great, but yeah, he, he, he did have success as a head coach. And Joe Judge has not. Just, just never, like no. never. So, and he I, has I feel, the holes. Yeah, yeah, he does. I, I, he Daniel does. Jones, he d- when whatever Saquon, when he's healthy, I mean, they got a great defense, so they have the tools for success. It's just it, him. I mean, you even heard it this year regarding uh, training camp. You know what he was having, yeah. what he had them doing. It's just like. It's nonsense. That's not NFL level football, you know. Yeah. Get yeah. to the facility, work out. Don't do any stupid training drills. You know, do you what know, you got to do. These are grown ass men. They know yeah. what they're doing. You know, Logan Ryan, who's a quarterback, you out of my high school, Eastern High School. He's kicking yeah. ass. Two Super Bowls, you know, with the Patriots, and uh, it's just. No, I agree. He needs I agree to go. Completely. He needs to go. I. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. And, and I, I was going to put Urban Meyer on this list, but I think after that upset against against Buffalo, I think yeah. he's safe. I really do. I, I I don't see them firing him after he just pulled no. the upset of the fucking season. You know, it, it's it's. It, I think yeah. he's kind of won the team back after all the after all the off field stuff, and, yeah. and they got a big win last week, and and. Yeah. The team has developed a little bit under him, so maybe they AEW, give him another year. AEW, AEW. Shout out to the Khan family. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, uh, last one on the list is Mike Zimmer up in Minnesota. Minnesota. Because they, 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 got a, they got a big win against the Ravens, another upset last week. There were a lot of them. Yeah, and, But, I mean, at this point, I think they're, yeah, they're three and five, three and three and five. And and they feel they feel to me at least this year the way the Chargers used to feel like get them in a close game they block very close that's a perfect example yeah and and you know Zimmer is more of a defensive guy the Vikings defense is you know meh at best they they they've struggled this season they they've done some things 
I think it puts him on the hot seat. The question is, is that yeah. seat hot enough for him to lose his damn job over, over all this? Yeah. With this team, like you said, you, you that was a perfect example. They're similar to the Chargers, you know, the past four or five years when they didn't have Herbert. They always had a chance. And it seems like the Vikings have always had a chance to make it to the, you know, to the Super Bowl or make it to the next game at least. And they yeah. just don't. They just not this year. This year does not look like their their year. You know, they don't look competitive. And uh you could you know have there's there's some blame on Kirk for sure. Absolutely for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I think with but an he's had a tremendous season too. Yeah, I'm you not, know, like I'm, this I'm might saying, be like, one of the best years record. of his career. And they're three and five, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting to. His track record, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's he's never been able to make it to the big one, you know? With Zimmer, right. I think it's the best way to get rid of that 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 part of the Vikings that they need to get rid of, you know? they need like that to, stigma. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the exact because word. You have you know, to sacrifice it, someone, and I think Zimmer is the, you know – is that person so that's what i was gonna say because look at look at like look at the chargers i mean anthony anthony lynn Lynn, i think was the the coach last year yes and and they did the same thing they did year in and year out like the vikings are doing this year they got into a close game and they lost but this time they were doing it with a rookie quarterback and you know some some new pieces some you know they they were they were not in the same spot they were in when philip rivers was there but they were still doing the same things and you and you could have thought like, okay, give this guy one more year, and maybe they will be where they are now. Chargers did not wait around to find out, because whether he had Philip Rivers or Justin Herbert, the same thing happened. And I feel like it, it gets to a point where you know a coach only yeah. can get you so far. And they saw that with Anthony Lynn; they got rid of him. They brought in Staley, and. They won a close game against us last week. So, you know, and they've won some close games this year. So sometimes it it doesn't fall on the quarterback or this or that. Sometimes it's just a coach. Yeah. It's just that's as far as he can take you. And I feel like that's where we're at with Mike Zimmer. Yeah. So, you know, I I would say, yeah, like 70-30, he gone. Dom, you have to send a message to the organization, to the fans, to, to the fan base, to the players. You know, we want to win. We know what we, you know, we have good players on the field, but we're not sure about Zimmer. Right. And uh, I, I, like, I think we both agree there. I think he's gone. I think he's done. Yeah, absolutely. And and just last but not least, and then we'll jump into to our picks here. Don't um, say it. What about Don't. if the the Lions right now are winless? Yeah. If they continue to stay winless, like, do he's you gone. feel it? Absolutely. Really? Dude, after one season, Dan Campbell just <laughs> If you haven't won a game, yeah, absolutely. You're gone. You need to win a game. I mean, yes, he he's he's that role model. He's that coach yeah. that you want for a locker room. But you need to win a game. You need to win, you know? And you they know, just I, don't. I would I would I, I would agree with you, but then I also feel like Maybe this is more on the GM than it is on Dan Campbell. No, Deuce Daly's going to be the new head coach next year. Put it down. I would. I, I wouldn't mind that, to be honest. <laughs> I. I kind of want to do Deuce Daly with the. Uh, 
I want to deuce with the Eagles, to be honest with no. you, like last season yeah. after we got rid of Doug Peterson. I thought he would have been a, a, a great head coach. And I still do. And he yeah. might end up getting a job this year. I just don't know if the Lions will move on Campbell. from Dan Campbell immediately. Like they it wasn't should. just getting it wasn't just getting rid of Stafford. Like they you can't name one of their wide receivers. They got a couple of players on offense to go around Jared yeah. Goff, and it's not going well. Their defense has played well at times, and they've lost some heartbreaking fucking games. Yeah. Like like Lost close games by deep field goals, one set of record. Yeah. You, you know, so so I, I feel like if you're the owner, if you're one of the Fords and you're looking at this team, you might point to the GM first because these th- this team fights, they just don't have enough. And yeah. that's not on the head coach. Like, like, like I said, sometimes a coach can only take you so far. Yeah. Sometimes a coach can only take you so far because his roster isn't there. Yeah, but if so, you keep him, it shows the fan base, it shows the organization that you're okay with losing. No, he gone. All right, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's definitely going to be interesting to watch going forward. It's kind of like we were talking about with the Jets quarterbacks and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah you, even if you're not a Jets fan, you're looking at this and thinking, "Wow, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna yeah. win this? Who's gonna end up being the starter?" You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so without further ado, let's get into some of these picks. Kids, the Cowboys at home taking on the Atlanta Falcons after that ugly game against the Broncos. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to let Nick kick this one off. Do you think the Cowboys bounce back this week against Matty Ice, or do you see another upset brewing in Cowboy Stadium? Yeah, well, you brought it up at the beginning. Uh, the Falcons, they looked good last week, and the Cowboys, they did not look good at all. So what is that? What do you expect? You expect a competitive game because the Cowboys want to kick ass and the, the Falcons want to show the South, the NFC South, that, you know, we're a team to beat. You know, Tom Brady's there in Tampa Bay. The Saints are looking good with, you know, Winston, or not even with Winston. I forget his name, but the second or third. Oh, stream. now it's um Trevor yeah. Simeon. Simeon, yeah. So what I I just I think this is gonna be a great game. I think it's gonna be a very competitive game. But I see the Cowboys winning, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you know, as good as the Falcons looked, they almost gave up that game to Trevor Simeon and the Saints. They had to roar back. And, and, you know, with the Cowboys, I guess since everybody else has talked about it ad nauseum, I'm going to ask you this, and we're going to go over it real quick. Do you think Mike McCarthy should have pulled Dak Prescott when it was 30 to nothing? Or was it worth leaving him out there to make the game look a little closer than it was? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know if you watched Hard Knocks, but uh, Dak is a very competitive person. He did not – he wanted to play through the injuries. He wanted to be on the field regardless. So I don't know how much say McCarthy had in that. I feel like Dak is, you know, the guy, right? Like if you think about the Cowboys, who do you think of? Dak, Dak. Prescott. He has a lot of say. Dak and Zeke are the first two that come to my mind. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but – he has a lot to say, so I don't know. I, I, who cares? You know, they're the Cowboys. I hope they lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I I see your point because I didn't really think about it that way. You yeah. know, maybe McCarthy did try to pull him, but Dak didn't want to come out. Yeah. Because he is that kind of guy. I mean, real talk, in that year, in that draft, you know, everybody was talking about, you know, trying to get Carson Wentz. And I thought Dak Prescott was the best quarterback in that draft. And I was yeah. pissed that the Cowboys got him. 
And now I'm still kind of pissed that the Cowboys got him because when you look at it, he definitely was the better quarterback. Yeah. So I I can see him, you know, saying like, no, I'm not coming out of this game. Like I already sat last week. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to stay in this. I'm going to try to bring us back. I'm going to do whatever I can for my team because he's that kind of guy. So yeah. it might not have been in McCarthy's hands. But, yeah, you know, uh, going back to the game, like I said, the Falcons, they played a great game last week. They and did. Matty Ice looked good. I love Cordero Patterson. He is keeping my fantasy team alive. Isn't that insane? He's like the hybrid player. It's He really it's, is. It's insane. I love seeing it. It, it stands to wonder, like, how come – because Cordero Patterson has been on a few teams in this league. Yeah, Patriots. You know, he's been with the Bears. He's been with the Patriots. He's been with the Vikings. How come nobody else ever really utilized him the way the Falcons are? Was it, it, it What the fuck happened there? But yeah. the point I'm trying to make is, as, as good as they looked – they almost lost that game to the Saints and Trevor Simeon. Very so true. I don't think they have enough to no. take on Dak and CD Lamb and, yeah. and Zeke and Tony Pollard and all those guys that the Cowboys have. I think it's going to be competitive. It's going to be competitive. But I think what do you the, got? I think in the end, the Cowboys probably win. I'm going to say 27 to 17. Damn you. I got 2017. <laughs> 20 to 17? Yes. 2 0. Okay. 2 0. I'm just making sure. I got, I'm, you know, always write this shit down. <laughs> well, well, we, we talked a lot about Trevor Simeon and the Saints in that, in that last bit. And ironically, Trevor Simeon and the Saints are the next on the rundown. They are going in to play a Titans team who looked damn good against the Rams and probably got OBJ a contract, if we're being honest. Yeah. And, uh, That's a good point. I, I, I gotta. It, I'm looking at this game, and it's like, yeah, I know Simeon has been good. I still think they should be starting Taysom Hill, but but that's just me. Yeah. Um, but man, the you know, I said if you, I said last week, if you can get Adrian Peterson in, he doesn't replace Derrick Henry, no. but it might keep the offense going. And yeah. and the week before Derrick Henry got hurt, he had 28 carries for 60 some yards. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much what the Titans had. They had like maybe seventy yards rushing. They had sixty nine yards rushing against the Rams. So what really made what was the difference? One yard. Yeah, and they won both games. So I, I think Adrian Peterson probably has a bigger game this week. I, I yeah. think that Titans defense has come has come so far so fast because they were getting lit up at the yeah. beginning of the well, season. Both teams and. Well, the the Saints defense has been good pretty much all year. You know, yeah. like they came out and stomped Aaron Rodgers into the ground like week one. Tennessee came out and gave up 30 plus to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they seem to be getting better. Yeah. And, and so if your defense gets better, now you've got, you know, your weapons getting, not Henry, but guys like Julio Jones getting healthy, A.J. Brown getting healthy. And, and you can get decent play out of Tannehill. You're already the number one seed in the AFC right now. Yeah, and, and you're still getting these guys back. You're still adapting to Chris or Derrick Henry being out of the lineup. Yeah. I always want to call him Chris Henry because they're both Titans. You see Chris what I do Henry. here? Come I'm on. gonna take. I'm gonna take the Titans in this game. Yeah, and I'm gonna say they win thirty to twenty. Like I, I just don't see Trevor Simeon beating this team. I no, even though the Saints are good on the road. Oh, and both good. defenses look good. Yes, I know that the Saints defense has looked good all year. And 
you know, the Titans, they're looking better each and every game. But right now, we oh, yeah. we're both good defenses. But when it comes down to it, it comes down to the quarterback. It comes down to the coach. And I think uh, the Titans take it here. I'm going to say 28-17. 28-17. Okay. Okay. And our, our next game on the uh, on the rundown is a couple of a couple of AFC uh, AFC North division rivals it's it, it stands to wonder if Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars have any magic left after last week because they got to go to Indianapolis and they yeah. got to play the Colts and I know like yeah the, the Colts had a winning streak going they they kind of petered out the, the you know, with the loss to the Titans and then they bounced back but the Titans are on a five game winning streak so that's not even yeah. you know that's not even the worst thing you could say. Do you think there's enough magic left in Jacksonville, or is this just all right? You you had a cute you had a cute week. It's a cute story. You're done. Yeah, no, not at all. I, I think they're going to get their asses handed to them this. You and me both, bro. This week, just because the running game for the Colts looks great. Carson Wentz doesn't look mediocre. He looks no. like a decent quarterback. Doesn't look like a great quarterback. He doesn't look like 2017 wins. He looks like a decent quarterback that can take a really competitive team, a really good team with good players to the promised land. I don't know if that's the promised land is the playoffs or the championship or the Super Bowl, but I think they have what it take. They have what it takes just because a lot of players look really good and they're heating up at the great, you know, at a good at a great point. So yeah. I got the four and five Colts kicking ass, and I'm gonna say I don't know. Are you picking the Colts too? I guess you are. As yeah. you said, yeah. <laughs> so let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do forty-one. No, 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 thirty-one to nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I would. I would be nuts to pick the Jaguars again, but yeah. I didn't pick them last week, so maybe that's pattern. Maybe that's like their good luck thing. Like, oh, yeah. you didn't pick us against the Bills? We beat the Bills. Ha <laughs> ha! Don't pick us again. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, I, they had a great defensive effort against Josh Allen and and that Bills team, but that Bills team does not have the running game that the Indianapolis no. Colts have. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, even when Derrick Henry was in the league. I might have said Jonathan Taylor, like even when he was healthy, I might have said Jonathan Taylor is the best back in the NFL right now. Yeah. He is powerful. He is explosive. He catches passes. He makes plays. All you have to do is get the ball in his hand. And then with Carson Wentz, like I know you were talking about, you know, the week before how he, you know, kind of threw that pick in the end zone when the pass rush was coming. Yeah. Kind of hard to knock him for that when Matthew Stafford did the exact same fucking thing the following week against the same yeah, defense. But he threw two. Oh, I know. But so did Matthew Stafford in back-to-back -back throws. Did he? <laughs> yeah. First he had the pick where he was getting sacked in the end zone. He just tossed it up. Then they got the ball back. He threw one pass, pick six. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's hard to it's hard to judge Carson Wentz on that play, at least harshly, when Matthew Stafford did that. And then some. And Matthew Stafford is having a tremendous season. Yeah. So you can, as I said, you can see Carson Wentz coming around. You can see him getting comfortable in the offense. You can see guys like Pittman stepping up. The running game is incredible. incredible. The defense is starting defense. to make some plays. Yep. 
I think this Colts team has a run in them to at least get get to the playoffs. I know they're four and five right now, yeah. but it would not surprise me if they ended up like ten and seven or yeah. eleven and six because they lost a lot of close games. As much they as, lost you know, a lot of close games, they had a lot of injuries, including Carson Wentz, and well, you know, down the stretch run, they're starting to get healthier. They still got to worry about T.Y. Hilton, but. You know they're they're coming together like the the offense is clicking now, and and that's scary because they were putting up thirty points before the offense started clicking. Yeah, and so I I kind of see them as a sleeper in the AFC if if they can continue this path. I'm yeah. gonna say they definitely beat Jacksonville. Absolutely. I'm gonna say, hmm. Come on. I'm gonna say twenty-eight to twelve. 12 okay yeah i mean jacksonville finally found found a kicker that can actually hit a kick on u.s soil so they'll get a few field goals in but but i I think they'll still get beat pretty badly (laughs) yeah me too so our next game is uh obj's former team the cleveland browns heading to gillette stadium to play the new england patriots and both teams are five and four you know both teams are coming off pretty big wins. Yeah. Um, but who do we see taking this one? Because it, it's it's tough. I like the way Mac Jones has played. The running game is very good. Yeah. Cleveland looked. I I honestly once OBJ was cut, I thought they were going to take a beating in Cincinnati, and it was the opposite. They yeah. beat the. They didn't just beat the Bengals. They beat them down. They dropped a forty burger on them. They yeah. dominated that team, and I don't know if they'll dominate Mac Jones and the Patriots, but no, I feel. And and yes, Nick Chubb is missing time with COVID. Uh, yeah. You know, with the COVID thing. It's, yep. So it's 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 tough, but I'm going to lean towards the Browns in this one. I, wow. I, they showed me something in Cincinnati. I did yeah. not think they were that resilient. I did not think they could pull that off. They did. Yeah. So I, they've get, they've earned enough for at least one week for me to say, you know what? I'm confident enough to say they can beat New England in a close game. So I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns in this one. Who you got? You you taking Cleveland or you going for Yeah, that? as much as I want to take the Patriots just because I love the story with Matt Jones and I think it's it's really fun to watch the Patriots this year. As much as I hate the Patriots and I know that's, you know, mainly because of Tom Brady and the Tom Brady dynasty. But uh <laughs> but yeah, I got the Browns here. And I think it's going to be a competitive game because Matt Jones has showed that he is the quarterback for the Patriots for yeah, 10, let's 15 be, years, you know? Let's be real here. Most of the Patriots' losses are close games, like the game in Tampa yeah. or whatever. Like, they they haven't really been yeah. blown out by anybody. No. You know, even the loss to the Cowboys was a close game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got a 27-24 Patriots. Or, excuse me, Browns, Browns, Browns. Browns, yeah. I'll take the Browns. I'll say 23 to 16. Okay. And we'll leave it there. And uh, our next game, the Buffalo Bills are looking to bounce back as they head into the Meadowlands to play the New York Jets. What a perfect game for the Bills, you know. At least you'd think. I mean, what – you know, people were talking about that Jacksonville game that the Bills were looking past them. I'm like, you're looking to the New York Jets? Really? 
Like, yeah. they're not very good either. So uh, I kind of, it, it's hard to consider this game like you're looking ahead or it's a trap when you're when your following game is against the, the Jets. You know, yeah. <laughs> if they had a big matchup the following week, I could understand. But the Jets, <laughs> yeah. I still think the Bills look like a good team. Yes, they had a few hiccups, but to go into uh, MetLife and lose, it's just it's not something I can see the Bills do just because they have yeah. such a good organization. And, again, it goes back to the young coach, the young quarterback, the example they're setting for each player on the field. And uh, as much as the Jets look good and as much as I'm rooting for uh, Douglas, I just – I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And I know, I know it's any given Sunday, hint the title that. Obviously last week was Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) It was a perfect example. And any team, 32 teams, any team is competitive. I get that. I I, I understand that, but there's no way the Jets win. And if they do, then I'll come back next week and address. I don't know. (laughs) He'll apologize. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, you know, it, it's again, it's interesting because Mike White is healthy and he will be starting. And this is yeah. the Bills' defense because their offense laid an egg, but their defense is very good. I mean, they held the Jags to nine points. They've yeah. been one of the top five defenses That's in the league difficult. the entire way. The Bills' team is very hard to figure out because they will go from like trouncing Kansas City in Arrowhead to losing a close game to Tennessee or, yeah. or you know, getting in a tight game with the Steelers and giving it back, basically. Like, they lost, but they gave yeah. them the game. To, to going and, and losing to the Jags by a field goal. Yeah. And, and I love how big a deal everybody made out of Josh Allen, the linebacker of the Jags, getting after Josh Allen, the quarterback. Yeah. Because that no no player that's been named the same has had a sack, an yeah. interception, and a fumble, and a forced fumble on a player with the same name. Yeah. I was like, um, okay, cool story, bro. Can we move on? <laughs> yeah. But 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 you know, Bill's moving on, taking on the Jets. Yes, they have been better. Maybe that's because there's no Zach Wilson. I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but they have played better. But as as good as the Bills defense is, the Jets defense, not so good. No. Not so good at all. And and I don't Again, I don't think they have enough to keep up with Buffalo. Absolutely. So I'm going to take the Bills as well, and I'll I'll, I'll give them a few points. I don't know if it's going to be a close game. I'm going to say Bills win, let's say, 35 to 20. Okay. I got a 26-7. Wow. Let's give them at least a touchdown. Give them at least a touchdown. Yeah, I I think Mike White plays well, but but – just not well enough. Exactly. <laughs> and then from there we have this is actually, believe it or not, is it, it's a it's a playoff rematch from last year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going into Washington to play the football team. Yeah. Like this was the game where everybody discovered Taylor Heineke last year in the playoffs because Alex Smith could not play. Yep. And and obviously things are different this year. I mean, the Bucks are six and two. The football team is two and six. Washington is still allowing over thirty one points a game, and at least uh, two hundred, almost two hundred and ninety pass yards per game, which is the most in the NFL. Yeah, which is completely shocking when you look at because when you go back to that playoff team, that's what they were. They were built on their defense. 
Yeah. You know, it, it, it's what made Taylor Heineke so serviceable was their defense was making plays. They're not. Yeah. They're in a bad way. Do you see any possibility that the football team can pull off a win at home against Tampa? Absolutely not. Okay, I don't either. So we're both yeah. taking the Bucks. Uh, I'll let you do the uh, the score first on this one. Yeah, I got 27-16. I think they're going to okay. be competitive in like the first quarter just because that's how Tom Brady plays the game. He gets into the zone. He sees the comp- you know, the players. He understands what's happening. And then he becomes Tom Brady. So competitive okay. first first quarter, but then uh Okay. I I got you know, I think the game might be close early and a lot of these early games, you know, a lot of these games with the Bucks, it stays close for maybe a quarter or two and then all yeah. of a sudden, especially with the with the bad teams. The Bucks pull away and throw up a huge number, and yeah. I think that's the way this is going to go. I think the Me Bucks too. beat them, and I think they win like forty-one to twenty. Holy shit! Like I, I think they pretty much blow the doors off the football team, yeah. and you know try to continue their way to climb. Now that you know Green Bay has lost another game, they can get back to that top spot and have yeah. home field advantage. So. This is just one, yeah. not even bump in the road for them. They roll right over Washington and continue to work their way back towards the top. Um, the team that is not at the top of the league right now is the Detroit Lions, as we already said. And and they don't get much, you know, they don't get a, a very easy game this week. They're going into Heinz Field to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers on a short week. It might help, but... After everything that the Bears and Justin Fields did right to lose yeah. that game, I don't see the Lions being able to do it. I just don't. I, I'm taking the Steelers in this. And yeah. I don't. I don't even see it. I don't even see it be. I don't even see it being that close. To be honest, no. uh, I'm looking at like 31 to six. Yeah, I got 24 to three. 24 just, to three. I just don't even know if they can score. I mean. It just the team does not look like they know what they're doing. And the Steelers, yeah, they're banged up, but they got a great rookie running back who may be the MVP or the rookie of the year. You know, Roethlisberger still has a little bit left in the tank, and they got wide receivers out of the Wahoo. I mean, yeah, most of them are injured. I think Claypool he didn't practice this this week. Yeah, he's a little banged up after Monday's game. Yeah. And uh, but even without him, they were still able to generate a nice. Well, Johnson's so good, you know. Passing attack. I mean, even even my man Fryermuth from Penn State yeah. has caught three touchdowns in the last two games. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, we are baby. <laughs> yep. And they have a good offensive line. They have a pretty good defensive line. I mean, they have I, a great defensive line. I, I think they they are a good team. I mean, I think they're going to compete for the playoffs i think it's it's just you know you can't even his even at this point history is against the lions because since the super bowl era pittsburgh is 13 and 2 versus the detroit lions all time yep and 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 those two wins the lions got they have much better teams than they do right now so absolutely I don't see much. I don't see much happening from there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Lions fans. I'm not picking on you. It's just it's not going to be a good year. It yeah. hasn't been, and it ain't going to be. It's just that. Now, um, the next game 
is relatively interesting because I'm just wondering who's starting a quarterback for both sides. You got the Carolina Panthers traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. And I know they said Kyle, there were reports earlier today that Kyler Murray is a game time decision, but he's looked much better. You know, the Panthers just signed Cam Newton, and I'm sure they got a couple of practices left, but are they able to get him ready and acclimated to the offense fast enough to go on the road and play a team like the Cardinals? Or are they going to say, well, we'll just put P.J. Walker in this week and then we'll roll from there? Yeah. Um, oh, well, go ahead. You have a lot of teams, I know, when it comes to a competitive football team, it's all about the quarterback. But with this team, they are so good on almost every position, if you think about it, from running back to wide receiver to defense to offense. I mean, it, they just look great. I don't think there's I – mean, the- uh, they're unstoppable right now. The Cardinals had so many injuries in that 49er game. And yeah, it looked like they didn't even miss a beat. I mean, guys that I'd never heard of, like Eno Benjamin, were yeah. running over guys and taking it 20 yards for a touchdown. James Conner had a monster night. You know, even Colt McCoy looked great. I didn't even know he was still playing. Yeah. I think I mentioned on last week's show, I don't know who Kyler Murray's backup even is. Yep. And then when it was Colt McCoy, I was like, he's still in the league? Like, That's crazy. I, yeah. I had no clue. But he looked phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, e- even if I was going on their current backups, even if this was a matchup where you said, okay, Colt McCoy is going up against P.J. Walker. And then, yeah. you know, they should be getting Hopkins back this yeah. week. A.J. Green has come off the COVID list, so there's that. You know, the Cardinals will be healthier. I think they're going to be without Chase Edmonds for a few weeks due to a high ankle sprain. But, yeah. and they might get Kyler back. But if it was a battle of the backups, I'm taking Arizona. Even if it's Cam versus Kyler, I'm taking Arizona. I'm yeah. sorry. I, it's Just nothing against the Panthers. But, you know, like the Panthers, they have a good defense. They're, 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 they, f- I feel like they're one or two players away from being a very good team, but but the Cardinals, they look deep now, which is scary. Yeah. So so I'm definitely taking the Cardinals in this game. I think you are too. Yeah. <laughs> so I- I'm gonna let you go first. What's what, what do you got for a score in this one? I got a 24-14 Cardinals. 24-14. Okay. I'll say Cardinals win 27-17. Fuck it. <laughs> and and that brings us into our next game, which is two teams we talked about when we were on, when we were talking about hot seats, and that's the Minnesota Vikings going into LA to play Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And you know, I mean, Herbert had struggled for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Boy, did he turn that around against the Eagles. Jesus Christ. Man was what, like 32 out of 36 or 38 or something ridiculous like that with two touchdown passes and, and a rushing touchdown? Like, yeah. He looked amazing, and, and it wasn't even that the defense played that bad. He just looked that good. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he was struggling for a little. Then he went to Philadelphia, and now he's yeah. back to uh, prime time for him. Yeah, he definitely looked amazing. And, you know, Minnesota has been good this year, but there's also been the the distraction with this Delvin Cook thing where Yeah, that's weird. His, his girlfriend pressed charges against him and then he said he was abused, so now there's yeah, all that. There's a video bouncing around. There's a video. It's, yeah. it's just 
it, it's crazy. I, I I don't like to give that kind of stuff too much time on this show. If you haven't noticed with Henry Ruggs and t- that yeah. type of shit, but you know, it'll, it'll pour, it, it'll work itself out in the wash. And when it does, we'll cover it until then. Let other people talk about it. I don't give a fuck. When it comes to this game, you know, like I, like I said, I, I thought the Eagles would keep it close because they could run the ball and the Chargers yeah. give up a ton of yards on the ground. The Chargers gave up a ton of yards on the ground. It allowed Jalen Hurts to, you know, work off play action and make some plays downfield and get some guys open. I think the same thing could happen for Minnesota, but I think they're in the same boat as Philadelphia. I just, as as good as they can run it, yeah. as good as Kirk Cousins is, as they good as the receiving core is, they just don't. They just they don't have enough. This is going to be another one of those close losses for for the Vikings. Their fans are going to lose their fucking minds, and I yeah. feel for you because I was there last week, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but what happened to us as Eagles fans? You're about to experience that too. You just had it first. Yep. Um, I am going to say the Chargers win, and I'm going to say 34 to 31. Damn, you think it's going to be that? You think it's going to be that competitive? I think it's going to be just like the Eagles game. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to come down to the last minute, and you're going to get another field goal from yeah, yeah. Because because now the Chargers found somebody that can kick a field goal, Dustin yeah. Hopkins. So it, 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 if this were you know the week, if this were a few weeks ago, and they still had that whatever his name was, Viscaino kid, he'd have probably missed that field goal, and the game would have gone into overtime. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Eagles would have pulled it out. Yeah, but I, I I think you're gonna have the same scenario as the Eagles game. It's gonna be part two. Yeah, starring the Vikings this week. Yeah, I think it's gonna be competitive. So I'm gonna go uh, 27-17. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And speaking of Philadelphia, they're next up on the rundown after the close loss to the Chargers. The Eagles now have to travel to Mile High Stadium. And play a Broncos team that just beat the brakes off the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. And th- this is a this is a tough one. I, I'm I am very impressed that the Eagles decided to run the ball. I am impressed with the success. I was impressed with Jalen Hurts last week. But is that enough to counter how impressed I was with the Broncos in Dallas? Like Yeah. Mm. Well, I look at it this way. I think the Cowboys lost that game. You know, I, I just – the Broncos, they look good. Yeah, they scored, what, 30 points? That That's impressive yeah. with any team, from the Jets to the, to, the, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Niners to the Rams. If you score 30 points, that's impressive. So I see where you're coming from, but the Cowboys just never got it going. They couldn't click. They couldn't do what they right. needed to do. Right. So I'm doing it. Hometown boy, I'm picking the Eagles. Wow. The birds. The birds. Come on. Um, You got it. Come on. I know you want to. I I really want to. But (laughs) the reason that the Cowboys could never get anything going was despite losing Vaughn Miller, that Broncos defense got after Dak Prescott. They They had him flustered. They had him moving around the pocket, throwing under pressure, doing all the things. These are all things that Jalen Hurts doesn't exactly do well. Like Dak Prescott is a lot better on the run and under pressure than Jalen Hurts is. And he has a lot more weapons than Jalen Hurts does. Yeah. So knowing that and knowing that the Eagles have to travel to Denver for this game, 
Because remember, Denver went to Dallas and did this. So if they get to go home and sit back, relax, bring a team in yeah. and, you Smoke know. that Colorado weed. Right. Uh, with all that momentum coming off the Cowboys game, I, I think it just carries over into Don't this one. come on. So don't do gonna, it. Don't come I on. Do I, I gotta, I gotta do it. You bleed green. I do. I do. And I'm, and my heart is breaking right now <laughs> saying it, but I gotta go with the Broncos. I just yeah. do. They, this? Uh, well, I don't even have to give a score. Cause I picked a different That's team. Okay, that might yeah. be the first game we disagreed on the entire night. <laughs> breaking news. We disagreed. Wow. Breaking freaking story. Okay, so another team that we brought up on the hot seat was Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. They have a semi-interesting game where they're going to Lambeau to take on the Packers. Yeah. But they're taking on the Aaron rodgers Packers because he will miss a second game due to all this COVID nonsense. Is that is that true? Is that, like, legit? As far as I know, yeah. I mean, he claimed not that he was vaccinated, but that he was immunized and and he walked around and acted followed protocols as if he were vaccinated he is not so therefore he has to miss 10 days and come back with a negative test or two negative tests in 24 hours or he can't play so that would take him out of not only last week's game but this one too damn yeah it's a it's a mess and and you know my fantasy team uh and I know the league went about saying, you know, because we talked about this before we started recording. Yeah. The league, the league went went into saying that, you know, they don't take these protocols lightly, and there are going to be consequences for him and the franchise and all this other stuff. Yeah. And then when it finally all came down, the Packers, as an organization, were fined three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and um, Alan Lazard. We're yeah. both fined $14,000 a piece. I think the only one this might hurt is Alan Lazard because he's not a big money guy. Yeah. You know, outside of that, this is like if Nick or myself walked into our job late and our boss said, I'm fining you a quarter. That's pretty much it. Like, oh, no problem. Here you go, homie. I'm going to go do my job now. Fuck you. Yeah. That's the end of that. So, so you know, maybe if you're going to come out and talk this talk, yeah. You might want to walk the walk. Yep. Because even three hundred grand to an NFL franchise. I mean, what the fuck is an NFL franchise worth? A few billion dollars? Stupid. You find them three hundred grand. That's not even a game. They'll make Stupid. that. They'll make that back in the stands at Lambeau this Sunday yeah. easily. So, yeah. so get the fuck out of here with this. Oh, there's going to be consequences and repercussions type of bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Do you have anything good, to brother. add to that, or <laughs> no, no? Okay, no. okay. I just think it's, it's idiotic. Just needed to go on a slight. It. it it really is. I just had to go on a slight psycho rant. I apologize, guys. Hey, back to name. the matter at hand. So while Aaron Rodgers is going to be missing from this game, from all reports, there are just as many reports saying Russell Wilson is most likely going to play in this in this game in Lambeau. He's back. He's practicing. He looks great. We've seen video of him throwing and doing all this stuff, and and the hand looks completely recovered. So while we're probably going to have Russell Wilson, we will not be having any of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That being said, does Green Bay have enough to beat Seattle anyway? Well, it really depends on Wilson. 
honestly. That's that's mm. it. For me, that's it. Mm. I think if Wilson is in the game and he's, you know, able to play, I think they're going to beat the Packers. But if he's not, it's going to be a competitive game because it's two nobodies, you know. I know Geno Smith, he's, he's not a nobody, but when it comes to, you know, comparing him to Rodgers or Wilson, it's like, no. So I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? What are you thinking? Hmm. I mean, I'm looking at this game the same way I'm looking at like the Panthers versus the Cardinals, where I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the matchups. Like if you get if you said Russell Wilson versus Jordan Love, I'm taking Russell Wilson all day. Yeah. If you said Geno Smith versus Jordan Love, yeah. after what I saw last week From against Love. the Chiefs yeah. defense, that is not good. No. Just not fucking good. And I know Seattle's isn't much better. They might not even be. Yeah. But at least he's a better. He performed. Yeah. If he performed that way against the Chiefs, how much better is he going to do against the Seahawks? So if you're saying either one of these guys yeah. versus Jordan Love, from what I've seen, and I know it's a small sample size, yeah, I would lean towards either one of the Seattle quarterbacks, whether it be Russell Wilson or Geno Smith. Yeah, because Geno actually played pretty damn well in every game that he's that he played in. Yeah. But they couldn't stop anybody defensively, and they couldn't run the ball, which is what Russell Wilson's been complaining about now for two years. Yeah. So, you know, he basically did the same thing Russell Wilson did, just not at the same level. Yeah. And, and I think that's, regardless, that's, that's enough to beat the Packers in Lambeau right now. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it, too. I mean, regardless of who is the quarterback I just I think Seattle has it here. I mean, if it's Russell Wilson, there's no doubt. Yeah. But even if it's Geno Smith, I, I still think they got this. Yeah. Uh, like I, you I changed take... my mind. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we're both taking the Seahawks. I'll, I'll go to you first. What, what do you got for a score in this game? Uh, I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I just don't know. You know, even with Wilson, he's back. He's still you know injury prone. So I'm going to go 17, 13. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll be. Even if Wilson comes back, he still hasn't been on the field for a while. Yeah. You know, he's going to have to work through that rust. I mean, you saw a little bit of it with uh, Tyrod Taylor and the Texans. You know, yeah. last multiple weeks he came back. He just didn't look like yeah. he was all there yet. And sometimes it takes a minute. So I'll I'll say it's a close, low scoring game. I'm going to say twenty to seven. Yeah. Seattle. And then uh, our our Sunday night football game is is a division rival with honestly two of the best quarterbacks in the in the division in the NFL, but both yeah. of them have had their their share of struggles. We've got Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs coming off that win we talked about against Green Bay, mm-hmm. going up against Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders coming back home after yeah. losing to the Giants in the Meadowlands. That Jeez. was that was another one of those any given Sunday games. Yeah, another yeah, one yeah. of those upsets on that on, in week 9 that you just went, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. <laughs> but but like new the... week, new Go matchup, ahead. Raiders are home. Who you got in this one, Nick? They play so they, every year, every year they play so competitive and I know they play a couple games a year. Mm-hmm. Um Jacob looks good. Drake looks good. Carr looks good. 
I know Deshaun is, you know, he's a veteran, he's old, but I think that helps with the locker room. I think that gives them something that they missed, you know, last week. They yeah. lost let's be let's be real. They lost to the Giants. Like that's that's a big no no for a team yeah. who is playing really well, who has the keys to, you know, win the game, who understands the concept of winning. Uh they've been they they fought through adversity with rugs. They fought through adversity, excuse me, they fought through adversity with Gruden, you know. I, mm-hmm. I think this is a this is the year for the Raiders to uh kick some ass. So I got the Raiders here. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a this is a tough game because the Raiders have fought through so much this season. I mean, so even much. just this week after the Henry Ruggs thing, they cut their first round draft pick from 2020, Desmond Arnett. After he put out a video where he was toting a gun and threatening people online, so like the, the, this saga does not end for the Las Vegas Raiders. No. I, don't, I don't know what the fuck is. It, maybe it's just a move to Vegas. They're partying too hard. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't have a clue. Yeah, but it just it's been a roller coaster all year long for him. Um, I know they signed Deshaun Jackson. I do not know if he's available this week or not. Yeah. Because he got in late in the week. Yeah. You know, I don't know how Kinda many like practices he's going to get in. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like there's there's little to no chance that you get Odell Beckham with the Rams this week, even though they're on Monday Night Football. Like Just, just because they signed him on Thursday. So it's tough to acclimate him into the offense in a couple of days. But it, it's, it's, it's as tough to get Deshaun Jackson ready for this game. So his status is kind of up in the air. Yeah. Raiders have been all over the place this season, and and I do feel for them a little bit, but I, I feel like this is kind of the the game where Kansas City can come in and catch these guys in a bad situation. Like like you're you're having another off field distraction again yeah. to pile on top of all the rest. You know you're you're coming off a loss. We're just going to come in and make things worse for you. Yeah. So I think by the time this is over, both teams end up five and four. <laughs> like Kansas City gets the win. They're both five and four. They play each other again. And I think the next time that these two teams play each other, it might be winner goes to the playoffs, loser goes home. Yeah. So so yeah, we do that that's the second game we disagree on. There's only one left, folks. <laughs> so so we get to Monday night, and like I said, the LA Rams have to go into Levi Stadium to take on a San Francisco 49er team that seemed to say they struggled a little bit against an ailing Cardinal squad. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just just a smidge. Yeah. And uh it like I said, it, it's they're they're not certain that Odell Beckham will play this week. Vaughn yeah. Miller will. He did yeah. not play against ten against Tennessee, but he will yeah. be playing against San Francisco. Um, well, just like the Raiders too, I know Deshaun's probably not going to play, but that media, that, that attention, you know, they're, they're changing things. They're, they're looking to the future, even though he's a veteran, but you get what I'm saying. They're, no, that, that, they're, that's, they're that's, doing... it's positive news that they need. And yeah. Odell just, the Raiders are doing everything they can to hang on through all this yeah. shit. It's just like, we're still winning. We're still trying to regroup. We have an interim head coach. We're losing players left and right. Yeah. There's all this shit going on, but we're still fighting. Yeah. And that's respectable. I mean, 
the 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 Rams are a different story. They really haven't had a whole lot, you know, go wrong for them outside exactly. of last outside of last week. Last yeah. week went went wrong and yeah. went wrong in and a hurry. And that's going to happen. And and it'll happen. You know, it happened to them in it happened to them with Arizona as well. And yeah. then the following week, they bounce back and they look great and they and they got a big win. I I got to think it's going to happen again. I mean, yeah. It's nothing against the 49ers, but they were as as healthy as they could possibly be playing a Cardinals team that was as injured as it could possibly be. Yeah. Not only did they get beat, they got beat pretty badly. Yeah. Well, a good team like this who, you know, who I mean, they lost to the Titans last week. A good team like this does not look at a, an L and say, shit, you know, what are we going to yeah. do? They're going to yeah, walk like, what do we in. Do now? They're going to walk in and kick ass. I, I just – it's going to be – for me, I think it's going to be a blowout. I just – as uh, – yeah, it's the battle of L.A., but still, it's like the Rams, yeah. they're going I mean, to win. They're trying to win now. And I know you look at the you look at the Rams and you say, well, it's only one loss. Well, that one loss dropped them from, you know, what was the division lead to now the five seed in the playoffs, even though they've only lost twice all year because yeah. – Arizona's only lost once. Yeah. So immediately Arizona's the number one seed in the NFC, and then the Rams fall all those spots. Yeah. What so do you it's, got? it's a it's a tough pill to swallow. I, I think they bounce back this week against the Niners. And I'm almost wondering the way things have been going the last few years. Like I know the Super Bowl appearance, but is Kyle Shanahan gonna end up on the hot seat? Yeah. I mean I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously question. they're still figuring out who their quarterback is. They've had a lot of injuries, yeah. you know, it's understandable, but if things keep going this way yeah, and they don't look competitive, stands to wonder. I'm just saying. No, but I, I think it makes a lot of sense to look at it. You got to reevaluate, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and with this game, I, I see the Rams winning and I'm, let's hear it. I'm going to say 28 to 14. Wow. Okay. I see you. I got 30 <laughs> I got 3416. Okay, close enough. Yeah, like it, it's it's just been another rough year for the 49ers. I mean, yeah. you know, you you always get that hey, the team that doesn't win the Super Bowl sucks the following season that happens a lot. The Niners were an example of it. Hey, the Chiefs are kind of an ex- an example of it this year when you look at them. Like they're struggling harder than they have in a long time after losing that Super Bowl to the Bucks last yeah. year. Yeah. So you can you can kind of give them that one season, but then you know the next season comes around and now the 49ers are struggling again and you're like what for? Like the talent is there. When you look at the roster, the yeah. talent is there on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Why are we, you know, why are we currently sitting at, you know, what was it? Three and six, three and five. If yep. the talent that's is why there. You, that's why you got to look at the coach. So you might have a really good, you know, valid point there, Dom. Yeah. I mean, even, even go back to the picks, looking at the coach, Sean yeah. McVay is four and one with the Rams on Monday night football. So there's yeah. that too. Yeah. But it, it it's gonna it be looks, it it looks rough in San Francisco, at least for Kyle Shanahan, if if he doesn't manage to turn this around. I don't know if they I, I don't know. Like if they end up three and fourteen this year with that team. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. 
He's and it fine. could happen. It, oh, he gone. <laughs> he gone. Fuck it. Absolutely. Out, Kyle. <laughs> yep. Because it's just as much as this sounds political, the NFL wants the California teams to succeed more than they want other teams. And that that take it or leave it, but that's the truth. No, um, that's true. I yeah, mean, so, you know, it's, it's why they have three of them now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or at least, you know, I, I know San Diego was one too, but they're like, hey, we're going to move you to LA as well. We want bigger markets. We want yeah. more revenue. We want, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they want these teams to be successful. That's why California has had three teams for the longest time. Yeah. And if the Niners continue to struggle, yeah. Like, I'm not. I I could see. I could definitely see them not being three and fourteen. But if they have another losing season, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan sticks around. Hey, I think it's going to be surprising. I think he's he's going to be on the hot seat. I think technically he's on the hot seat now. To be honest, you know. And, and just looking at my picks, I'm still kind of mad at myself for picking Denver. But I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. Good. I hope you, <laughs> I hope you lose sleep tonight. It's going to be like the Chargers yeah, yeah. game. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Yeah. But I don't think I am. Yeah. <laughs> the, we'll fan of me is, the fan of me is screaming, yeah. psycho, you're dead wrong. But then my brain is going, nah, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could happen. Yeah, it could. It could. I just, uh, it, it, the, the whole 49ers thing, that's going to be another thing to kind of watch play out over the season, you know. Just keep an eye on some of these coaches because you never know. Yeah. Especially, you know, now that teams can start talking to coaching candidates like the last two weeks of the regular season, which they didn't typically do until like playoffs, Pro Bowl, that sort of thing. You know, yeah. it, it might make some of these teams go, you know what, we're out of it. Fuck it. Get rid of this coach and let's start talking to candidates. Like, let's just get the process going now. Yeah. Forget it. Like, like Matt Nagy, get the fuck out of here. Pete Carroll, you gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Kyle Shanahan, really? Another losing season? Get out. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, that's pretty much all we got this week, folks. So we're we're going to wrap things up here. Again, thank you, Nikki, for showing up. I Absolutely, mean, man. Hopefully we'll get Devin back on here one of these weeks. Come on, uh, Devin. Come on. I, I don't know. I don't know if we can both make it, but I, I, I will give him a little plug because he invited us to do a, uh, a live watch along for AW Full Gear on Saturday. I'm going to do my damnedest to show up because that should be, you know, just not not football related. Go to another sport because that's what it is. That should be a hell of a show. So I, yeah. I may sit back and just react and laugh with him. It should be good whether I'm there or not. So y'all need to check that out. And uh, I'm gonna give Nick the opportunity to tell you where you can find him and and now his his solo show. <laughs> yes, sir. It's just me now. Um, so it is the Universal Wrestling Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at the UW Pod and Instagram at UW Podcast. And we have a website. Check us out, uwpod.com. A lot of good content. Nothing's going to stop. Nothing's going to change. You know, we're going to keep doing our thing. So, uh, Dom, again, thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. The pleasure is mine. Like, I, I love having you back yeah. every week, and hopefully, we'll get a few more guys in. We'll yeah. have a little bit more fun. I'm even thinking of doing this live every now and then so we can get some people involved and have them ask us some questions and just go from there. That's a lot cool. of 
there's a lot of I know I haven't said it this week and I and I, and I say it a lot. There's a lot of potential with this show. Yeah. If you were waiting for it, drink now. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a second. Oh, there he goes. See? On cue. That's why we love him. And, <laughs> and as far as this show goes, I Woo! I know. I, I keep saying that I'm gonna make a website so you can catch this show and everything that we got going on and yeah then then things get backed up or I end up with COVID and it, and it never happens so I, I'm still working on that in the meantime come and find us on YouTube at TRWT parentheses a Fox Den John it's where you can catch episodes of this show as well as the flagship show Top Rope Wrestling Talk which will hit two years next week I'm very excited for that. Um, we will all, uh, you know, we, by the time you guys see this, we will probably have been back live Friday. So there's no point in going into that, but you can also for this show follow, uh, if you have any questions, if you want to, if you want me to talk about something with my boy, Nick or whoever on this show, just come follow me on Twitter at S underscore Philly psycho, ask your questions, you know, leave your comment, do whatever you want to do. And maybe I'll bring it on here and whatever you ask, we'll, we'll chop it up. Um, you can find the audio podcast for this show at anchor.fm backslash Foxton one word. Uh, and I, we got a lot of top rope stuff. <laughs> I'll save that for top rope. I'm probably going to have to do it tomorrow anyway. So, for everybody out there, thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting us this far. Thank you for, you know, just just showing us some love on YouTube yeah. and on social media. I love all. I love seeing all the comments come up. We've got guys playing along with our picks, and always feel free to do that in the comments below. If you get, you know, if you if you have different picks than us or whatever, feel free to put them in the comments. Feel free to have fun with us, and good luck to you this week. I hope your team, whether it be fantasy or, or, or in real life, wins. And if you don't, eh, there's still at least six or seven more weeks of the shit. So yeah. just don't lose your head. Come back yeah. next week. We will see you then. Until then, peace. Peace. <laughs>